1: Hey there, how are you doing? I hope you're having a good week so far. This is Chloe Brotheridge from the Karma You podcast. I am an anxiety expert, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution. So I've got a guest today. I'm very excited to talk to Persia Lawson, who is an author and a speaker and a love coach. And I know from talking to clients and the questions that I get asked that Relationships come up a lot, and particularly anxiety around being single or when you've just got into a relationship, and loads of stuff is being triggered because of you know fears and issues from the past are coming up in the beginning of that relationship. And so, I was really interested to hear Persia's take on how we manage some of these issues in terms of modern dating and you know dating apps and. All the things that go along with modern dating and looking for love and the issues that can arise out of that. So I'd love for you to let me know what you think about this episode. Come and find me on Instagram. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge. Send me a message or leave a comment for me on there. Also, if you'd like to be the first one to hear about when new podcasts come out and other offers and articles that I send out in my newsletter then you can join at karma com forward slash free and i also send you a free relaxation mp3 so if you want to hear from me about every other week or so and get the latest podcast and get that free mp3 you can join at karma com forward slash free so let's just get into the interview with Persia I hope you're going to enjoy this one Thanks for joining me Persia, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm very good, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming over, thanks for coming round to my place in Hackney Wick and making the, the Lovely, journey. lovely flat. I know, it's nice. It's so a nice. bit warm in here, I think summer's coming actually I can feel. Lovely time. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for joining me. Um,
2: can you tell us what you do and how you came to, to do what you're doing? So I am an author, speaker and a love coach, so I basically help women Um, heal the issues that have been blocking them from getting a healthy, soulful, lasting relationship. And the reason that I do this is because I was actually a nightmare in relationships for most of my life. And um, and that's why it became such a big kind of challenge for me to overcome. So basically, my parents um, were drug addicts. So I grew up, the first 16 years of my life were really kind of a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, a lot of um, not really understanding what was going on but knowing it wasn't right and so very young I became basically boys became a distraction for me and um I became you know I definitely was a love addict from a very young age I always had boyfriends I was always cheating on boyfriends but funny enough it was when mum and dad got sober when I was 16 and I literally suddenly had this amazing family life that I'd always dreamed of having so sick form was like incredible and I didn't really know what to do with it because it was so it was just so different it was so unfamiliar and so I found myself when I went to university I it's when I became very quite self-destructive um and again it wasn't really drugs um I didn't really touch anything other than the odd bit of weed and only because a boyfriend you know would give it to me um it was all around um cheating I was totally addicted to cheating on boyfriends and I also got into this really bad pattern of Not with, like, good girlfriends, but girls that I was maybe acquaintances with. I'd find myself ended up, like, hooking up with their boyfriends and starting this kind of secret love affair with their boyfriends. And, you know, it just got me into a lot lot of trouble. And it got worse and worse, more dramatic, until, you know, I went to drama school, which obviously is, like, so much room to act out and go crazy in. And then I basically found myself working at a strip club in Soho and not as a stripper as a hostess but one night I had a really awful bizarre experience and I was sexually assaulted and then after that instead of being like right that I need to sort myself out I was like that that summer on the outside my life looked great I was traveling all over the world doing like really cool acting or traveling or whatever it was and I actually went on an acting job in Shanghai and I put on two stone in two months (laughs) And that was, do you know what? That was like, no, the worst thing for an actress. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it was like looking back, it with hindsight, it was a blessing in disguise because everything else I could hide from my family, mm. like I got quite into cocaine. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't addicted to cocaine, but again, it was like boys would give it to me, and it was just like, it was like a vehicle for just being self-destructive, and uh, you know, it just was, it was just very, it was not good. Um, and um, because I came home from that trip and I put on that much weight you know my parents could see I could hide the boys could hide the drugs I could hide everything but they could see okay something's not right that's really a fast time to put on that mm. much weight so my dad took me away to um, a health retreat in Thailand over uh, just after New Year beginning of 2011 and he said to me when I was there he said I, I'm you know really worried about you you've always been you know such a hard worker and you know, you just don't seem like yourself and you haven't for a while. And he said, look, I just want to give you one bit of advice that changed my life. He said, if you focus on the insides, the outsides will take care of themselves. And I'm sure he would probably said this to me before. I'm sure my parents had said all sorts, but I was not ready to hear it. And mm-hmm. um, Because this was, you know, I'd, I'd gone away. There was no drink. There was no partying. There were no boys. There was no distractions. And not only that, I'd have this book put into my hand by um, a friend of mine just before I left she said I think you should take this with you and it's called women who love too much and it was all about the daughters of drug addicts and how they tend to inherit predisposition to developing you know really toxic or unhealthy dysfunctional relationships with men and it was like so I was reading this book I was looking after myself for the first time in you know forever mm-hmm. and it just completely blew my mind and I came back to London and I was like right well, I need to sort myself out and that began you know i actually ended up getting in a new relationship in the middle of 2011 and he was a recovering addict so it was like i was being exposed to this whole new world and um it was really hard that relationship it was a year long it was really hard it brought up all my stuff and it made me have to look at my childhood and heal heal all that trauma Mm -hmm. Um, because he was literally a mirror he was a mirror to me and my stuff so Fast forward a bit, you know, come out of that breakup. I'm now on a good path. I start um, a blog with my friend Joey called Addictive Daughter, which was like a positive lifestyle movement talking about the quarter-life crisis. Um, and, yeah, all this t- time, you know, working on my love life stuff and we actually got a book it when our book, The Inner Fix, came out in 2016. And then, bizarrely, we kind of felt like that was actually the ending. We, we, we've been doing it four years and we felt like, you know, this is time to go and go our separate ways now a year before um the book came out I'd actually met my boyfriend who's also called Joey when I was at Wilderness Festival which I actually saw was it last year I saw you there last year yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw each other um love that festival absolutely love it and yeah it was just you know it it was very synchronistic how we met and how we fell in love It brought up a lot of my fears of commitment. And, you know, again, I had to work through all sorts of stuff. But, you know, by the time Joey, my business partner, Joey, and I decided to go our separate ways, I just knew immediately I wanted to focus on helping women with relationships because I'd overcome so much stuff. I'd seen my parents overcome, like, the craziest stuff. And uh, so basically I created a one-to-one love coaching program, which, you know, all the work, all the kind of years of training, therapy, every book I'd read, all of the stuff, that um, I'd created, like i worked through myself and I took the very best of it and I created this programme and started getting clients and they were getting amazing results. So that's where I am today.
1: Gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. amazing journey that you've been on. And yeah, I love that advice from your dad about mm. working on the insides and the outsides. I know that's a big theme in your book, mm. which is really amazing. Um, so, so what sort of clients are you helping? What sort of issues are you seeing when it comes to... Um,
2: relationships and love what are people struggling with so the predominant i'd say the, the kind of stereotypical person who, who comes to me is a woman who's either late 20s early 30s panicking because everyone else is engaged or married or pregnant and um they are they're they're either addicted to tinder they can't keep a kind of relationships just aren't happening for whatever reason so some people are like the it's funny there's like three different categories that there's you've got the like the, the person who's just in heartbreak and they've just come out of a relationship and they it's about getting over the last one um and then you've got the kind of eternally single person who just feel like they're always single they barely even go on dates and so they've almost just resigned themselves to the fact that they're going to be on their own forever but they're kind of really sad about that then you've got the person who goes on dates all the time has lots of flings but just doesn't it doesn't really kind of they they get ghosted a lot. They constantly feel disappointed. And actually, there's a fourth category, which is the category I would have fallen into. So, never had the problem um, getting someone. There was always someone on the go, but was absolutely terrified of commitment and intimacy. And so would. And this is actually you know a thing that goes across the board. Like ultimately, a lot of um, a lot of us say that I want I want a committed relationship. I want to meet the man. You know, I'm going to marry and really and then but yet we find ourselves always going after the bad boy or the emotionally available guy and actually it's because subconsciously we're afraid of that commitment you know we don't we don't actually because it's unfamiliar when we meet people and we do meet them we won't even notice them almost though sometimes we meet guys who would be really interested in us but we would go oh they're boring Mm. Because they because they look different and it feels different and it doesn't feel like a game and it doesn't feel like a challenge. Like you know you can have them. So it's like actually are they boring? Like I used to do that a lot. I would write men off as boring and it was like, no, it's that's actually for me to look at. I haven't even got to know this person. Mm. It's just that they represent stability and actually that's really terrifying to me.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how easy it is to just get caught in a pattern.
2: Yeah. And
1: maybe you're not even aware of the pattern or maybe you know you're in it and yet you feel almost powerless to to change it and it yeah. does take getting some help to help you know to actually look at that and mm-hmm. start to change that pattern I could have done with you about nine years ago I know I, I needed you. <laughs> Where were you nine years I could ago? have done with the version really me now I mean really yeah.
2: like you know I've created the, the program that I've created which is now also becoming a digital course um which is launching at the beginning of May like it's 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 incredible but I was like god I just created what I wish I had had eight years mm. ago Like, well, even to be honest, I would have wished I'd had it like four, three or four years ago, but, um, you know, it's been, it's taken me such a long time to get here. And that's why I was like, look, the fact is, I don't think that there are shortcuts in that, that you like, you are where you are and you've got to heal what you've got to heal. But like, at the same time, there are certain things I'm like, if I just had known that Mm. earlier on, there Mm. weren't the same resources around wellness and mental health that there are now. so I'm kind of like god if someone could see this or hear about this when they are in the place that I was and it resonates with them when I you know I was going out and being crazy I could have you know saved myself years of Mm. of just going down and you know I feel lucky to be here today if I'm honest because it was never for me about addiction to drugs like I wouldn't have ended up like having an overdose or anything it wasn't that it was that I kept being around people who were quite dangerous so I'd find myself in really quite dangerous situations mm, mm. like I had this boyfriend in Russia because I was uh, acting over there I met this boyfriend whose dad was a KGB general now I cheated on oh him and God. I gave him the clap <laughs> and oh. it was awful it was awful I bet you haven't had someone yeah, say that, that on him before <laughs> might as well might as well be honest it's all and he's like I'm going to have you killed. And like, yeah. I thought, like, you're fucking good as well. You know, it was, oh but it was just things like drama and ridiculous stories that now are quite funny because they mm. pass. But at the time, it's like, just my la- Everything was like that. Mm. Every week, there was a new thing, there was a new drama or I'd wake up in some, you know, bloody, God knows where, some armpit of London somewhere. I woke up and I was like, I don't even know where I am. Like, I came back with some guy last night. I don't even know where he's gone. Like, mm. and mm. I don't remember his name or anything. And just things like that, I wouldn't look after myself Like you know that wouldn't have money for taxis this before uber i just wasn't respecting myself yeah because i didn't value myself and i think deep down i just didn't believe that i deserve love mm. and that's something i see a lot a lot a lot with my clients
1: yeah yeah and i think you know every you know challenges that we have and and relationships especially and challenges in relationships are there to kind of help you to deal with your stuff and to bring yeah. things to the surface and yeah. i know that has been the case for me i think my relationship has been the biggest learning experience ever. And it, mm-hmm. I, um, I've talked about this quite a lot before, but when I first got into a relationship, I was pushing my partner away loads mm-hmm. and loads of anxiety came to the surface, loads of insecurity that I'd just kind of hidden before, mm-hmm. but was really exposed yeah. by this relationship. And a lot of people that I speak to are in a similar situation where their relationship, they might be in a relationship, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're... it they're very insecure in that relationship, or they're pushing mm. the person away because of anxiety and not mm. feeling good enough. And yeah. what would you say to someone sort of experiencing that? What yeah, do they need to yeah. Add?
2: So this this is another thing. I don't get as many people, um, as many women come to me here in relationships, but I do get them, yeah. and I think that that's it as well. Because you know, like. I think a lot of us, I know I did, were like, it was like the relationship was the goal. Get the relationship. And you never thought beyond that. You Mm -hmm. thought once you get it, you've won, you've arrived. But of course, when you get there, it doesn't just, life doesn't stop. Like you then have to deal with being in a committed relationship and it's hard and it brings up a whole load of other stuff. So whereas before you were terrified you were gonna be single forever, then you're suddenly like, I'm never gonna be single again. This is it, this is it, I'm trapped, I'm trapped. And so, you know, that I was the same, always pushing guys away, boyfriends away. Um, and what I've had to really learn to do is to sit with myself and to get really honest about what this fear of commitment is. Like, what actually am I terrified of? What am I scared of? What am I afraid of? I've, I, and I've got really clear that the thing that the value thing I value the most, that is most important to me is freedom. Now, before that meant freedom to go and do what the hell I wanted, uh, like whatever the consequence. And now it's, it's actually freedom to be true to myself, which is a very different thing. Now I'm fortunately I'm with a man who accepts me completely as I am and loves me completely as I am and will never ask me to change and that's really important. I think it's you know that's one of the things I say is like do, in your relationship do you feel like you? Mm-hmm. Now that isn't that is not to say don't grow like you know you've got to feel like you so just be you and it, they should accept you and you should never grow. I think it's it's both. It's like you have to you have to accept them as they are and you want them to accept you as you are but the first thing before anyone else is going to accept you or you have to accept yourself and so my fear of commitment wasn't just about the other person it was about I was afraid of committing to myself Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and suddenly when I started getting healthier and started loving and respecting myself that fear of commitment just slowly disintegrated and you know it still comes up from time to time but I don't go and what I did before was cheat and sabotage yeah. So that's what like, I do have clients who, who are similar to me like that. And they, mm-hmm. they just have this thing that wants to tear everything up and mm-hmm. break it all up, which is partly a defense thing of like, so I do it before you do it to me. It's the fear of abandonment yeah. that you, and yeah. you don't even necessarily realize that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. A, but one of, you know, this is the simplest tool we talk about a lot in the inner fix. And when that, that fear comes up around commitment, I always tell my clients, just keep it in the day. You don't have to live out your entire relationship now, because mm. that's what we do. We go, oh, and then I'm gonna get married, and then there's babies, and then we're gonna be, and then before we know it, we're gonna be sixty, mm. and you know, you you kind of panic because it feels like time's speeding up so much as yeah. we get older. Yeah. But all you have to do is deal with today. So whatever issues are coming up, that's all you have to deal with, and the key is really communicating with mm. the other person, with the person that you're with, and that's that's been really hard for me. I think, like you, like. Like I, I, well, I don't know if you're passive aggressive. But I've always been very passive aggressive because I couldn't, I couldn't voice things. I didn't know how to voice things. So I just shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So the, particularly, you know, my relationship with Joe has been a slow unfolding of like, like learning to be open because he's a very open person and he's just, you know, he's a very loyal person and he's, he's actually very safe for me to other people. Like he's quite wild in his own way, but he's like the safest person I've ever been with. And I feel like I was ready for this, like I was ready to be with someone who would just be quite stable and just still. So I Mm. could Mm. kind of go through this new journey of of opening up and being honest and not hiding.
1: Mm. So interesting and interesting what you said about um, sitting with the the fear and kind of exploring and getting curious about what that fear is. Because it's so easy just to I know I have done this in the past and probably still do it you know if an uncomfortable feeling comes up or I notice that I'm getting into a pattern I'll distract myself from having to deal with it because it feels too yeah. scary or too difficult so you know we go on Instagram or we yes you know have a glass or five of wine yeah. or whatever it is and just really slowing down and kind of looking into things yeah. and whether that's with a coach or whether that's um you know doing some journaling or mm. reading a book about the topic mm. or something um But what about, okay, so what about this other category of the kind of single women who maybe in their 20s and 30s or late 20s and 30s, and as you said, everyone on Instagram is posting pictures of their babies and their weddings and their, you know, whatevers. um, What would you say? I mean, what does someone do if they really feel stuck or they're feeling desperate Mm -hmm. or what advice would you
2: have? I think firstly, it's really important to acknowledge that it's a really normal and real thing. I don't think I don't think it helps someone and it didn't like I was 29 when I met Joe and so I had that like <gasps> I must be 30 oh my god fear come up and it didn't help when people said like you know just love yourself just accept where you are because of course yes I know that like I get it but at the same time women and men are different women do have a biological clock there is stuff that's going on in your body that is is kind of out it's out of your control you are good, like we're programmed to, to feel broody and to want to make for like that is biological makeup so you know like honor that and acknowledge that and accept that and it's totally okay and then you know the next thing really is to be honest about what you yeah get get clear like what do I want and when you know that like I, I mean there's a whole process that I um I share it's actually this free training series that I've got coming up and I talk about you know the series is called um uh I've gone completely blank (laughs) Mm -hmm. how to heal your love life and attract a healthy soulful lasting relationship and there's a process that I talk about it's you know seven stages and you know I really believe that I do believe in the law of attraction and manifesting and getting clear about what you want but that is towards the end of the process and a lot of people want to jump straight to getting what they want now there's a reason that if you want something you really believe you want it and you don't have it there's a reason and usually there's a block there's we always have a block so either you know maybe you've been really hurt in the past either maybe you grew up and your parents got divorced now that is going to be a blueprint for you like that is imprinted on your consciousness whether you realize it or not that so you may without realizing it be pushing love like a partnership away if like commitment comes up even though you think you want it when it actually turns up in reality, you'll push it away subconsciously because actually commitment, it doesn't feel safe to you because someone could leave you and abandon mm. you because that's what you saw growing up. So I always start with my clients looking at where they've come from because before we know where we want to go, like we've got to get clear where we've come from mm. and why we're struggling because otherwise people are kind of stabbing around in the dark, have no idea. Like you know, They just go, I, want, I, I don't know why I'm always single. I don't know why I always get ghosted. But there's, there's a reason. And actually, you, you know, in that place, you feel so powerless when you when you just think, it's not my fault, people keep ghosting me. But actually, you realize you're so much more power because we are meaning-making machines. So we are always, re- like, making stories and we're telling mm. ourselves stories. And so much of the time, it's subconscious. I think it's something like, I mean, you probably know more than this than I do. 80% of the brain or something, or something. I've heard like? 95%. It's subconscious. Mm. Oh, mm. my God well that says it all really doesn't it so all of your experiences (laughs) for your entire life have are going to affect your present circumstances Mm. so if you're not aware and if you don't start by looking back and getting clear on what was going on there yeah then you're going to be taking all of that into your future like as in well to your present let alone your future Mm. so you Mm. tell yourself i've always been the girl who uh, for me it used to be i'm the girl who just can't do long term relationships just can't do them I'll, i'll always cheat or i'll mess it up somehow and that was my story forever, for, for my entire life. And then by the time I met Joe, I was ready. And I think that's another really important thing. Again, I get a lot of clients and they're like, I want it and I want it now and I'm ready. I'm like, you're not ready. Mm. And do you know how I know you're not ready? Because your energy is screaming to me that you're not ready. Because when you're in that place of like crazy anxiety, yeah. like I need it, I need it, I need it. You're not ready. But I met Joe the moment I stopped looking. And I went, I am done. I've been single for a year and a half. And I'd been at that same festival, Wilderness Festival, the year before. And i have been looking around. And I'd just been, des- I call it, actually, I can't say what I call it because it's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Catting for something that begins with C is what I call it. <laughs> um, and it was just really, I, it was like, a, that's it. I was like, I'm a love addict. You know, I go to se- mm. Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous because I know that this, is, this has been an issue for me. And I don't want to mess up my relationship. Um, but I, I saw, I remember seeing it at that festival, I was like, this is not normal, how much I am like I'm feeling so anxious for a variety of different reasons. Even though I've worked on myself a lot, I was feeling really and I was just looking around and when you're in that place, you're never gonna attract healthy love. Like you're just your energy is all over the place. Mm. And I went to that same festival the year after and I was just dancing and um, in the kind of hidden rave in the valley. And I was on my own and I was like, I, well, I was with a friend, but I was just like, I don't, I'm not looking, but I'm happy. My life is enough. I am enough as I am. And I'm not joking. At that moment, I've got a feeling in my tummy that said, turn around. And I turned around and there was Joe. It was like, it was just literally like until you get that message. And it took me a long time to, uh, it's like, you know, you can pretend, oh yeah, I'm not looking or I'm not, mm-hmm. I am, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. It has to, you have to embody it. It has to be real. And that takes time. And I think, you know, we live in a culture today, it's just so, like, impatient, isn't it? We're just, like, everything we want. Because you can order it. Everything pretty much is t- disposable and everything you can get fast if you've yeah. got the money for it, you know? And you can't do that with relationships. Mm. Well, you mm. can. You You can, on a superficial level, you can get a Tinder hookup like that. But is that the same thing as a deep, connected relationship where you can grow and evolve together? That takes time. It does. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, so
1: important to remind people that actually you do have to go back and kind of do some work on things, that there isn't necessarily this kind of quick fix. Yeah. And I'm I'm amazed because it's it seems second nature to me after having so much therapy yeah. myself and this yeah. is what I do for a job, so it's normal to me. But, you know, half the people you meet or more than half don't recognise that actually there's a reason that we are the way we are and don't yeah. think, oh, it happened 20 years ago. There's yeah. no way that can have an impact on me now. Yeah and it you know I can't know 100% for everyone but yeah. nearly everyone I'm sure has something from the past that is a block or yeah. negative beliefs that they picked on or yeah. habits that they're in yeah and so we all have we all have that kind of baggage I suppose and it does take kind of looking looking into the past and processing things to move forward and to kind of release those yeah. blockages so exactly. I just wanted to emphasize that was important mm. important mm. step um so what about kind of if someone is dating and they i mean dating must i mean it's changed so much even probably probably the last five years five years ago probably no one was on tinder when was tinder invented
2: i don't know actually i think it must have been at least five years it must have been but oh my god dating's gone crazy Mm. hasn't it like Mm it really has no wonder people like people's anxiety i mean i I get a lot of clients with crazy anxiety over dating apps because again the irony is it's like it's like it's literally like a shopping um online shopping for for a partner but not even a partner really Mm. let's be honest Mm. and i have a lot of clients who go um this is another thing linking back to what i said earlier a lot of clients who will be like oh i'm on tinder because they the FOMO. i'm going to miss out on the love of my life and i always say to them listen what misses you wasn't meant for you and what meant what's meant for you will not miss you and that's a really hard thing to get your head around because you feel it's the control and i love that mm. in your book you talk about you know it's surrender you've got to let go you cannot there are things you can control but there's so much that you can't and and particularly when it comes to relationships don't every like it's a cliche but everyone you know it's it's a cliche for a reason that whole thing of like you'll find it when you stop looking for it and it's just so hard because i think it's you know particularly um, I've always been an overachiever, so I was like, if I want something, I like I will work to get it. Mm, and mm. but people are doing the wrong work, so they're like, I need to be on Tinder. I'm like you need to be again back to my dad's advice: focus on the insides; the outsides will take care of themselves. Yeah. I know that to be true. I have seen like any 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 person in the world who is six, not just successful because there are a lot of people successful and miserable, successful and happy. They will always come back to that. This whole like mm. inner experience—it's about that and it's that idea of when you realize that you don't need a relationship you desire one you don't need it then you know that I've got a full vibrant life like my life is good that's extremely attractive and magnetic for someone because Mm -hmm. when you meet them when you whether you go on an online date meet someone online dating or whatever when you meet them they're not going to feel that like desperate sort of and the game playing, where you might be on the outside playing aloof and cool, but you can feel underneath this kind of mm. this energy because it's you know we are we are we vibrate you know we we emit signals we emit energy all the time and people can read that again it's the subconscious thing so you know. Our body language, body language speaks volumes as well.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think that's another thing I often tell my clients when they start working. with me like, stop. Get off the dating apps. If they are making you feel anxious, get off. They're not serving you. They are not going to help you meet the love of your life when you're in this crazy state. Mm. Put the focus back on you. And you'll know that you're ready because it will just, it will happen organically. Like, humans have survived for how long? Like without dating apps, like I'm not actually anti dating apps. I think it's the intention that you bring towards dating apps. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think you know some people can just be quite detached from them and just it's a bit of a laugh. They don't they don't rule their lives. Some people like I did it. I I actually went before I met Joe. I met a guy at the beginning of 2015, and I oh my god, I was terrified. It was so scary. I'd never done the online dating, and he was the only one that I actually went on a date with, and we dated for two months and it was, I'm glad I did that, but I just found myself that short time that I was on the dating apps, I didn't, it made me feel, like the way social media often makes me feel, it's like, Mm. do I feel better? Mm. I feel good if I'm posting something that's uplifting or insightful and hopefully helpful to someone, but just the minor scrolling, which is what people do on Tinder, just like this, Mm. it's, it's, it makes human beings disposable, and I think we have to watch that, like the fact is, technology is only going to get more like it's only advancing more it's not going anywhere and i've you know we think we've just got to accept that but if we don't have some boundaries around our behavior and our interaction with it it is going to cause massive problems like i'd love to see you know we don't know the long term like 20 where are we going to be in 20 years what effects social media and um online dating gonna have on our our own individual self-worth and the society as a whole mm-hmm. it's kind of too soon to say i mean we can get engaged yeah
1: yeah god it's so interesting to think about isn't it yeah from friends that i have who have been on tinder i can imagine if you're not feeling great about yourself that culture of kind of oh someone could just ghost you or you know you feel quite disposable because someone's found found someone that's more attractive or something yeah you know um i imagine it's not a good place to be if you're not in a good place yourself yeah to be on those apps and yeah so, you're saying work on yourself work first before yourself. you. You've do th- there like is, that.
2: That's the thing. I want to do something proactive for my love life. I get on Tinder. It's like, you can do, there is so much that you can be doing that is going to be so much more useful. And that's what mm. comes back to know what you want. Like, do you, if you just want a quick fling, and some, look, I had in the summer of 2015, I had a like little fun fling for like a month or two in the summer with a toy boy. And I knew it, I knew it when I was going in. And when it got to the point where I was like, right. Well, the fling the fling has flung <laughs> like it's time to end it um and that was that was fine but i was in a different stage of my life then mm-hmm. now if you have as i have a lot of clients coming to me who like i know i w- i want to meet the one okay so then stop funnying around on tinder because yes there are the occasional person who um does meet the love of their life on tinder that is the exception let's not kid ourselves mm-hmm. it is the mm-hmm. exception to the rule like that like there's so much to be enjoyed about life like if you just get off your bloody phone and go out and do things you may or may not meet someone but if you go and do it for you you don't go out with the sole intention to meet someone else you go out to have a nice time mm-hmm. with yourself or go and connect with friends like that's the, or go to a festival, because people clean up at festivals. Um, <laughs> but do you know why I think that is? Yeah. Because signal's really bad. So, yes, people are on their phones a bit, but no way. It's the one place that is left in the world that people are the most present compared to, like, as in terms of phone. Yeah. yeah. Being on their phone, because, yeah, signal's not working, you'll take some pictures, but... It's just like such a magical play, mm. like depending on which festival you're at, but wilderness certainly is. It's like a playground and so much creativity. It's so exciting. And you meet people, you walk past people and every, like they're strangers, but they're happy to see you. And you're, yeah. you're looking at each other. You're, you're looking up instead of like we are always looking down at our phones. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. And like, okay, if you want to go and do something pro- pro- proactive in your dating life, there isn't um, there isn't, you know, just the working on the inner stuff just go out and be sociable and leave a phone at home. Mm. Because we Mm. used to do it, you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, we used to go out all the time without phones. I mean, that's how old I am, I can say that. But, like, the young ones, probably, they haven't done that. But, yeah, like, it's, I've, I've, have you ever done it where you forgot to take your phone out? (laughs) Mm. And, <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know and I actually was like it's really, it was really quite freeing yeah no it's true if it's,
1: your phone runs out of battery and you're yeah. suddenly if you're not you know if you're not in a desperate need to yeah, use your as, phone yeah,
2: exactly. that's terrible
1: but if yeah. you you know happily just having a walk or something then it's quite a liberating yeah, thing yeah
2: exactly, exactly Yeah. so I just did an interview actually see what you think of this with BBC3 about a new dating app called Toffee which is to get on Toffee you have had to go to a private school uh-huh. have you heard about this
1: i maybe i was looking on your facebook page before and i've yeah. seen it yeah interesting what it's, are your very, thoughts it's a on niche that? isn't it i suppose there's you well, know, uniform
2: dating there's yeah uh... i mean there's everything and it's interesting it's like it's caused uproar mm-hmm. and the thing is what i said to the journalist was it's i think it's because of an upper uh like we when we compare ourselves we tend to do it upwards mm-hmm. for the most part don't mm-hmm. we like so there's, there is just something about the idea of private schools that we go rich mommy and daddy and instantly it triggers us. Mm. Now there are dating apps, there are such nice da- dating apps for everyone else. Mm. I'm sure we wouldn't be as triggered by if there was like dating app for people who are unemployed. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the fact is, I, there are plenty of people who went to private schools who might have the, um, you know, interests in things that we would stereotype, like polo, rugby, you know, all of those sort of yeah. things. Yeah and there's plenty you went to private schools I went to a private school it wasn't a posh school but it was a private school now it just it didn't have that culture when mm, I went to Exeter mm. University that was a real like rugger bugger culture and I felt like very Pashminas like, and I remember feeling totally ostracised by it and it really triggered me because I felt like I remember someone actually asking me like oh what boarding school do you go to and I went I didn't go to boarding school and they literally just like when oh and like walked mm. off and, and i created a whole story around that so yeah. i think there's, yeah. there's something about this dating app that is like really triggering people interesting but actually there's plenty others out there that are also niche
1: i i sort of think of it as often we want to go out with people that are kind of similar to us that we are yeah. in, in our tribe yeah and i i met my boyfriend at a meditation on a meditation course oh. so we have that kind of connection and thing yeah. in common um Maybe they should have apps for all different types of people. And exactly. Many are, exactly. I mean? People that are into meditation exactly. or people that are into rock climbing. But you know what's, like
2: what's interesting is, and I hadn't thought of it, this is a positive mm. of, um, And okay, so the journalist that uh, interviewed me, she went to, I think, a boarding school, but she met on Tinder a guy from America, I think she was over there like, on holiday or something, A guy who who, like a total different background, totally different background. So, what actually those dating apps have done, because I think I mean, I I don't know what Tinder like, you don't you you can maybe tell from an image like Mm. how posh someone is or what they're, but not you know, it's 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 harder to read, isn't it? Yeah, because so therefore, there's it's actually encouraging diversity Mm. because you're getting couples who are met like from wildly different backgrounds. Whereas before, really, you just meet people, it was either the places you went, so kind of already if you're going to like a spoons, you're going to tend to meet this it's going to be a let's be honest it's going to be a different crowd to if you're going to the Ritz for mm. a cocktail you know it's different so you would tend to only meet the people who were friends of friends or depending on where you were going so that's that's really challenged me it's like that is an interesting point that actually it has encouraged diversity people to date from totally different walks mm. of life who would mm. never have otherwise met so interesting mm. i wonder if there's any stats on whether
1: similar interests means you're more like to have a successful relationship or it doesn't yeah. or that's not the thing that
2: matters i, I imagine it probably doesn't yeah. matter really i don't know either. i think well sometimes like i think it does to agree like you've got to be able to talk about stuff but you know some people like i've got friends who i am so different with, from and i don't necessarily like on paper have much in common with and yet we can sit for hours and talk and then I've got, because it's something in our personalities, there's, like, a chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with men as well. Um, uh, same in relation, romantic relationships. I've got friends who I've got, like, everything in common with, technically. Mm. I've got nothing to talk to them about. Yeah. I, it, as in, it feels like, it just, there doesn't feel like that where, you know, when you can sit with some people and just, like, you could talk forever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be, and I feel like there there is something about chemistry between humans. Yeah, yeah i'd like to learn more about that i don't know what it is i don't know if there's, there's probably some science behind it mm, mm. but um i think that's what the magic of falling in love is it's like we want to put it down to a science but there's we or we want to put it down to like oh it's because you have the same interests but mm, it's not there's something mm. else that happens there yeah you know there's yes. more to it i think and i find it i you know i'm really um an old romantic, and I think that's part of why I do the work I do, and that's why I love the the way mine and my boyfriend's love story because it was so. I always knew I wanted a good story. I just love stories. And I was like, I need, <laughs> I need to have a good story. That's why I was like, I can't have that. I mean, don't Some people it doesn't bother, but for me, I was like, no, I I need something really yeah, good. And then of yeah. course, because I was so clear that I wanted a good story, it, yeah. it was like a better story than I could have ever written in my wildest dreams.
0: And oh, I think yeah. you know,
2: let's not let's not miss out on romance. Like romance is it's so exciting and I think that it shouldn't, if we're not careful, we will lose it. Mm, you know, if mm, we, mm. Because being on your phone is not romantic. Like going and having, I don't know, just for me, like romance is like, you know, it's candlelight. It's not necessarily a fancy hotel, but it's like, it's adventure. It's mm. spontaneity. And you need to kind of leave your phone. You know what I mean? You need to not have that dictating everything if yeah. you want to generate that feeling of, and you can have romance without a romantic partner. always say that to my clients go and romance yourself go and do something Mm. that feels exciting that feels romantic that feels like you know that makes you that makes gives you butterflies that makes you feel like excited and passionate that's so important that Mm. we cultivate that within ourselves okay so romance yourself go to festivals leave (laughs) your phone at home
1: uh get off tinder especially if you're feeling insecure those are some good Good Focus on, Focus on the insides. Focus on the insides. The outsides will take care of themselves. Amazing. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us what you're up to? Are you working on any exciting projects at the moment? Yes. Yeah, so
2: as I mentioned, I'm literally... Actually, it may well be out, hopefully, um, as, as this, this podcast goes out. So it's a free three-part video love training series called How to Heal Your Love Life and Attract a Healthy, Soulful, Lasting Relationship. And the video that will be out when you listen to this is three qualities you must possess to attract your soulmate. And it's really good. These videos are great. I have worked, I've been traveling with my boyfriend for five months. I got back about a month ago and been working so hard on it because I just, you know, I kept getting the same questions, the same issues from clients coming up over and over again. So I was like, right, I'm going to create an amazing free training. Um, And then once that's launched in beginning of May, I've got a incredible um, eight week online uh, program which kind of it, it's the uh the digital version of my one-to-one program so it is very in depth so that's for the people who like are ready to make 2018 the year that they really work through all this stuff in their love life work through the issues work through the trauma and they get ready to attract in that amazing relationship that that they really really want incredible so where can people get that free training series so well my website persialawson.com and any of my social media persialawson um you'll find it it will be all over the place there perfect uh, yeah
1: and i'll post a link in the show notes so that you can get it download it um amazing thank you so much for joining me thank
2: you it's been amazing i really feel like i have gone off on one but it's no been it's great. perfect i've I got lots, it.
1: Of, lots of ideas myself thanks a lot thank you